Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network Driven. The number two savelives.org is their website. Coming up, we're going to talk some college football. Uh, and some high school, excuse me, college baseball. Yeah, Brady Ware from the University of Indianapolis will be with us. The record breaker, history making. Brady Ware, no hitter, and the cycle in one day. No one's ever done it. We're going to talk to him later on this hour. Right now, though, the man himself, the star of our show, it's Network Indiana's Brad Huber. Good evening, Coach, and good evening, everybody. We will begin with that top story. UND senior Brady Ware, history-making day in college baseball, the first player ever in college or pro to throw a no-hitter and hit for the cycle in the same day. Here's how it sounded first when he hit for the cycle. Yes, has the first baseman, and that's going to be the cycle for Brady Ware. So that's how it sounded when it hit for the cycle. Now as the game ended, it was 14 to nothing, and this is how the game ended. Into the stretch. Pops it in the air. To center field. Donaldson waves him off, catches it, and the siders are tired. Brady Ware not only hits the cycle today, he gets the no-hit shutout complete game as well. So that was how it ended as UND swept Drury today, 8-7 to in Game 1, and that was Game 2, 14 to nothing. Minor League Baseball, a couple games ongoing right now. The Indianapolis Indians have tacked one on in the top of the ninth to get an insurance run. They lead Louisville 5-3. to That is in the bottom of the ninth in Louisville. The South Bend Cubs in action right now. They are tied with Quad Cities 2-2. to That also is in the bottom of the ninth at Quad Cities tonight. The River Bandits, the West Michigan Whitecaps on opening night against the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. West Michigan got the win 8-2. to They scored five runs in the first two innings to get the win. NBA basketball we go. The Detroit Pistons beat the Indiana Pacers 122-115, the pre-ultimate game of the season for the Pacers. Former Purdue star Jaden Ivey had 29 points. The Pacers will close the season on Sunday against the New York Knicks in New York City, and then they will look ahead to the NBA draft lottery in May and the draft in June where the Pacers will have three first-round picks. ECHL hockey ongoing right now up in Fort Wayne at the end of the second period. The Fort Wayne Cup lead the Kalamazoo Wings 3-2 in that one. And then we have a lot of college baseball to get to. The Iowa Hawkeyes beat the Indiana Hoosiers 7-1. Purdue Boilermakers got the win in Minneapolis against the Golden Gophers 3-0. The Ball State Cardinals uh, split a doubleheader with the Citadel. Cardinals winning 9-8 in Game 1, losing 4-0 in Game 2. In-state battle, Valpo the Beacons beat Evansville 6-1 today. Purdue-Fort Wayne fell to Oakland 7-2. The Butler Bulldogs also lost to Xavier 
four to two. Indiana State, the Sycamores, got the win over Illinois State two to nothing. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish, they beat Pittsburgh eleven to two. One game ongoing right now in the top of the eighth inning. The Screaming Eagles of Southern Indiana lead Southeast Missouri State nine to five. We talked about you, Indy, in Division Two, but Purdue Northwest got swept today by Wayne State, nine to four in Game One, twenty-two to six in Game Number Two. Bluffton winners over Earlham, seven to six. Rose Holman beat Hanover, thirteen to seven. Manchester swept Defiance in a doubleheader, two to nothing, and ten to five. NAIA St. Ambrose beat Calumet College of St. Joseph's, fifteen to four. IU Kokomo split a doubleheader with West Virginia Institute of Technology. IU Kokomo winning five to nothing in Game One, falling. 8-6 in game number two. Trinity Christian College beat IU South Bend today 4-2. Indiana Tech and Aquinas College split a doubleheader. Indiana Tech winning 4-3 in game one, losing 8-1 in game two. Midway University over Oakland City 12-1. Other note, at the Masters, second round suspended after three trees were blown over next to the 17th tee. Thankfully, no injuries, but a very scary moment at Augusta National. Brooks Kepka leads by three with the second round continuing tomorrow morning. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Spring football going on around our state, around the country, on college campuses. Thought we'd catch up with what's happening in West Lafayette. The man himself, Rob Blackman, joins me, voice of the Boilers and basketball, part of the radio network and football, and friend of the show. Basically, Rob, I've missed you. I I hadn't talked to you for a while, and I, I had to catch up with you. I hope you're okay. Doing good, Bob. Ready to talk a little football, so you picked a good night to uh, give me a call. This will be a good time to talk some some spring ball. So, um, obviously, there's optimism, excitement about football because this football team at Purdue, and you and I have talked about this before, have won a lot of games, and people still don't respect them like they should with a team that wins the number of games they've won. Yeah, I mean, uh, this year, past season, Big Ten West Division champions. Uh, The season before that, you won nine games. Um, So, yeah, I think uh, Purdue's certainly been trending the right direction. Now, obviously, you have a brand-new change at the head coach position with with Ryan Walters getting a chance to become a head coach for the first time in his career. But good news for Coach Walters and his staff is – you know, Jeff Brom didn't exactly leave the cupboard bare. There are a whole lot of really good players <laughs> right. <laughs> left over for, for Ryan Walters to to begin his uh, his first head coaching stint with. And, of course, the biggest story for Purdue football this year, without question, aside from a new head coach, is the fact that uh, Hudson Card, the quarterback transfer from Texas, uh, is uh, is certainly the crown jewel of the, uh, of the transfer portal, if you will, for Purdue this season. I mean, this guy is... Uh, not only has he very quickly entrenched himself as the number one quarterback on the roster, uh, quite frankly, Bob, it's not even close. And that's that's saying something for a guy that has only been on campus for six spring practices, seven seven practices now. So, right, right. Uh, you know, you, just watching that guy in practice, it is it is very obvious that he is the clear-cut number one starting quarterback for this team. And I think that probably makes the life a little bit easier on Ryan Walters and the rest of that staff on the offensive side of the football, knowing that 
you know, you're not going to have to go into the offseason worrying about who your who QB number one's going to be. It's right, the guy that's right. actually wearing the number one jersey, and that is Hudson Card. So uh, the transfer from Texas, he looks the part, and uh, man, he's he, he I think he's going to really bring some some positive things to that Purdue offense this year. But it, you know, we all know that if you have the, the right guy, if you if your trigger man is good, and he is, you have a chance. You have a legitimate chance now to do something. And uh, defensively, I think they, they, they're optimistic about what they return and how they played. But you put those two things together, I'd be excited about this team. Yeah, and I would even add defensively, I think probably the more excitement lies in the fact that Ryan Walter was was so good as a defensive coordinator the last two years at Illinois that no matter who you put on the field personnel-wise, you always feel like you have a chance. Uh, Because you always, at least on that side of football, early in Ryan Walter's career, you you, you would assume that you're going to be able to outcoach the the other guy uh, just because of what he did at Illinois. I mean, look at his his two years as the defense coordinator at Illinois – uh, the Illini were basically top five in the country in every major div- defensive statistical category. Uh, they just dominated uh, on the defensive side of the football. So schematic-wise and X and O-wise and game plan-wise, you don't really care about the guys you actually have out there on the field because you know you have Ryan Walters. Mm-hmm. While he's not, he's not going to call the defense, he's going to be heavily involved, obviously, on that side of the ball because that's where his uh, his expertise lies. So, a lot of good players coming back, though, on that side of the football, especially on the D-line and the linebacker position. Uh, Purdue is very thin in the secondary, especially in corner. I wouldn't be surprised if they get pretty active in the in the transfer portal here and mm-hmm. the second window opens up in the spring uh, for corners. But, yeah, there's uh, again, on the defensive side of the ball, I think as long as Ryan Walters is your head coach, you feel like you're going to be pretty good on that side of the right. ball no matter what. Rob Blackman with us. We're talking Purdue football. Uh, you know, it's just a situation where this time of year is great. You've got a lot to worry about, a lot to work on, brand-new quarterback, brand-new coordinator, brand-new coach, all that. But still, uh, an attitude of we're going to put points on the board, right? I mean, this is going to be one of those offenses that people can rightfully so get excited about. Yeah, new offensive coordinator Graham Harrell, who is uh... – is a true disciple of the Mike Leach offensive system, uh, which is <laughs> right. uh, which is a really fun system, obviously for fans. Um, uh, I don't think there's one person that ever watched a Mike Leach coach football team and didn't enjoy what they were watching on the offensive side of football, uh, just because of the, uh, the the wide openness of it and the uh, the ability to throw the ball all over the yard. And, and I think what really is going to, uh, I think, benefit Purdue, and they, I don't know that Purdue even knew they had this when they got him, but Hudson Card is actually a very good runner, uh, much better right. athlete than right. most people thought. Has a very strong hey, arm, Rob, very accurate right. arm. Yeah. Hey, Rob, Rob, can yeah. I bother you to hang on through this short break? Is that okay? Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, perfect. Rob Blackman and I will come back on Indiana Sports Talk. <clears throat> And it just went final down in Louisville. The Indianapolis Indians winners over the Louisville Bats 5-3. And also the South Bend Cubs have now taken the lead 3-2. That's in the top of the 10th inning. As Hayden McGarry singled on line drive, DJ Ortiz scored. 
and that gave the lead as they now have bases loaded. And actually, they just made it five to two. So South Bend Cubs lead five to two. Three runs scored in the tenth inning. There, ECHL hockey, one game going on. The Fort Wayne Comets leading the Kalamazoo Wings, three to two, seventeen thirteen to go in the third period. The Indy Fuel, who will be in the playoffs, they will be back in action tomorrow. To college baseball we go. The Iowa Hawkeyes beat the Indiana Hoosiers 7-1. The Purdue Boilermakers beat Minnesota 3-0. Ball State split a doubleheader with Citadel. Valpo won at Evansville 6-1. Oakland winners against Purdue Fort Wayne 7-2. Butler fell to Xavier 4-2 today. Indiana State winners over Illinois State 2-0. Notre Dame beat Pittsburgh 11-2. And Southern Indiana continuing to lead Southeast Missouri State 9-5 in the top of the ninth inning. The big story today, Brady Ware, first player in college or pro history to throw a no-hitter or and hit for the cycle in the same game. That was a part of the 14-0 win for you Indian game two of the doubleheader against Drury. They also won game one, 8-7. Wayne State swept Purdue Northwest, 9-4 and 22-6. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brady Ware, by the way, coming up in just a few minutes. Rob Blackman rejoins us from Purdue University. Talking about football, spring football going on. All right, Hudson Carr, we're excited. The 2nd of September, Fresno State comes in to uh, the friendly confines of Purdue, Ross-Age Stadium. So what will we see? What do, you, what do we anticipate when that game rolls around? What kind of Purdue Boilermaker team do we anticipate with a brand-new coach, Rob? Well, let's start with the fans will see a Ross-Age Stadium because of the renovations that are taking place. Okay. Uh, with, which unfortunately means there's no spring game for Purdue this year because there's no place to play the game. Uh, so Purdue is just having 15 practices as opposed to 14 practices in a spring game that they would traditionally have. But they have built a new tunnel, or are or, or building, I should say. They're in the, uh, in the process of building a new tunnel entrance from the northeast corner of the stadium where the team will enter from. So that's going to be brand new. And then the south end of the stadium, which has always been the open end, end of the horseshoe for Oh, I guess for Mm -hmm. almost 100 years since the stadium was first built in 1923, uh, it it will be an enclosed uh, portion of the stadium this year, uh, beginning with this upcoming football season. So no more open end of the horseshoe for the first time in 100 years. So the the 100-year anniversary of Ross-Age Stadium is going to be – it's going to be a pretty good one uh, from an aesthetically pleasing standpoint because the stadium is going to look a lot different. Uh, But with that said, I think offensively Purdue's in great shape. Hudson Card, obviously, is a huge get in the transfer portal. We've already mm-hmm. spoken about what he, what he brings to the table as your true number one QB. Uh, and, by the way, his backup, Brady Allen, a former Indiana Mr. Football out of Gibson right, Southern High right. School, he isn't bad either. But Hudson Card, uh, what a great get. Offensively, Purdue's going to be in good shape, I think. Tyrone Tracy, a former Decatur Central High School standout, uh, he's made the move to running back after playing running back and wide receiver the last couple of seasons at Purdue and Iowa. I think he's found a real home at running back. And keep in mind, Devin Mockaby uh, was an all-Big Ten freshman performer last year at running back as Purdue's leading, mm-hmm. leading rusher, guy out of Boonville High School. So a lot of Indiana names there, Indiana kids that are making contributions. 
Defensively, I know we talked about this earlier, Bob, but right. I think Purdue's going to—they're going to look for some help in the in the corner uh, position. Purdue's pretty pretty deep defensively at every position except corner, so Purdue's going to be busy in the transfer portal. I do think it's interesting for college football fans something to keep an eye on. Remember that that second that second transfer portal window opens April fifteenth. So you're going to see a lot of movement here in about a week when that second portal opens up, that second spring mm-hmm. portal. Uh, because at this point in the season, most guys have already gone through spring football and played their spring game. Uh, Michigan, a number of SEC schools, they've already played their spring game. So their spring ball's right, over. Right. So those, wow. those guys know, right? They, they, they know that the writing's on the wall, uh, whether they're going to enter the transfer portal here next week or not. Purdue's in a kind of unique situation because their spring season doesn't end until April 22nd. <laughs> so um, there could be portal movement for Purdue in the middle of spring practice here in two oh, yeah. weeks. Yeah. We'll yeah. have to see. But, but I do think college football fans need to be aware that, that maybe don't fall in love with your favorite college player right now. Uh, maybe wait till after April 15th. Uh, two things to do on <laughs> April 15th. Uh, get your taxes done and pay real close attention to that spring court because uh, I think there's going to be a whole lot of movement in college football come April 15th. That's well said. Rob Blackman from the Purdue Radio Network. Rob, thanks for your time. Have a great Easter, and as always, thank you so much for doing this. Of course, Bob. Thank you. Have a great Easter. Thank you very much. Luke Martin from Indiana State. Is Luke with us? Uh, right now? Yes, I am. Luke Martin. Can you hear me, Coach? You heard uh, Rob Blackman talking. Yeah, I hear you <laughs> perfectly. I'm glad you're here. You heard Rob Blackman talking Purdue football. What's happening with the Sycamores? They're in the midst of it, are they not? Uh, they are. You know, it was good to hear the voice of Rob Blackman, who's one of the many reasons why I'm able to get into this business. But, uh, yeah, the Sycamores just wrapped up week number two. Uh, for their spring practice actually today. And uh, it's been a productive spring for Coach Mallory. It's a a group where they feel like they finally have some continuity together that they can finally build on. There's still question marks, uh, but they feel like they have more answers already and just trying to make sure that those answers that they feel they have are going to be even more of a definite answer when they come and kick this thing off for real come the fall. Continuity is important, obviously, but it's also really, really difficult in this day and age. And, uh, you know, if you can keep a a, a core group of guys together, uh, you're ahead of the game, so to speak. And it sounds to me like that's uh, that's something that they they might have going right now. Well, I think the biggest thing is they have continuity at spots. You need continuity. And and the number one spot, even though the Missouri Valley Football Conference is truly coming down to a battle in the trenches, um, I think Indiana State will be improved in both of those areas, but they know who their quarterback is. Uh, Cade Chambers is, is their starter. Uh, Cade was the freshman of the year last year, even though he was technically a junior in the classroom. Right. Some of those weird, wacky COVID uh, extra years giving you that eligibility. But Cade is just now trying to get that confidence. He showed a year ago with Justin Dinka at the running back spot. The skill set at the skill positions in Indiana the offense that can make those strides. And I think that's the biggest thing offensively you see at practice coach level right now is you just see a confident quarterback and you see somebody that you know is the guy and everybody can build around him and try to make that unit stronger heading into next year. 
Always great to have a trigger man, as I like to say. Um, but uh, obviously, uh, there's more to it than that. But if you start there, I, I think you've got a great shot at it. Uh, they have a, a lot of new faces. And um, I think it's a situation, too, where it's a, a team that really never was able to get out and get in any kind of rhythm last year because of some, number one, the tough teams they play, and number two, had some injuries. Yeah, they did. I mean, all the quarterbacks on the roster a year ago started at least one game. Uh, right. <laughs> so, which is which? All those quarterbacks are back. Yeah. So that that is a positive. That uh, the ones that are in contention, even though Kate is clearly going to be your number one guy, everybody had starting right. experience. Right. And and you're right, Coach Level. I mean, you, there's no reason to rehash it all. But of course, the tragic accident to start the year last year. Uh, mixed in with a really difficult schedule with Montana and Purdue early. But you saw this team, even in losses to Northern Iowa, one possession, North Dakota State, one possession, Youngstown State, one possession, Illinois State, one possession. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. the, really the only game where Indiana State never felt like they had a chance was the team that won the national championship last year in South Dakota State. <laughs> so that I think it gives them – optimism hey this year that that young core that was a young core a year ago there are some new faces this year but they competed I mean they were in those games last year now it's all about making sure you take that next step come the fall and finishing those games closing it out as we like to say in in the um, sports business and, and you're talking about the number of one possession games that's a crazy number and uh it's easier said than done but that's got to be the focus in this practice right now is the whole idea of finishing things out it absolutely is i mean those one possession games i mentioned to you were all in a row i mean those are four losses four one possession losses all consecutively and you flip you flip some of those around you know we could be talking about a totally different vibe a year ago and maybe even a different season where Indiana State finds a way to get into the postseason. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, and guess why? I mean, schedule this, you know, this coming fall is not going to be any easier with a rival in Eastern Illinois to start off. And, and then you'll have two really big in-state matchups with IU and Ball State the next two weeks right after. So um, it, it, there is optimism, though. And I think Coach Mallory – uh, knows after the year off, uh, just with the COVID struggles and everything else going on at the spring season, uh, to being close a year ago, they're taking steps in the right direction, Coach Level. He's Luke Martin. Indiana State loves him. You do too. So do I. <laughs> Luke, thanks so much. Enjoy the holiday. Thanks for being with us. Top story tonight, history made at the University of Indianapolis as senior Brady Ware became the first player ever in college or pro baseball to throw a no-hitter and hit for the cycle in the same game. Here is how it sounded when he hit for the cycle. Gets past the first baseman, and that's going to be the cycle for Brady Ware! So that's how it hit for the cycle, and at the end of the game, as he finished off the no-hitter. Into the stretch. Pops it in the air to center field. Donaldson waves him off, catches it, and the siders are tired. Brady Ware not only hits the cycle today, he gets the no-hit shutout complete game as well. 
So you Indy won 14 to nothing. We'll hear from Brady Weir coming up next here on Indiana Sports Talk with Coach Bob Lovell. Meyer League Baseball just going final. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. South Bend Cubs got the win in 10 innings over the Quad Cities River Bandits, 5-2, scoring three in the 10th inning. The Indianapolis Indians winners at Louisville, 5-3 tonight. And the West Michigan Whitecaps got the best of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps in the season opener, 8-2. West Michigan scored five in the first two innings. ECHL Hockey, Fort Wayne Comets leading 4-2 midway through the third period over the Kalamazoo Wings. Indy Field back in action tomorrow. The Indiana Pacers lose their pre-ultimate game of the season, one twenty. 22 to 115 to the Detroit Pistons. Purdue star, former Purdue star, Jane Ivey with 29 points. The Pacers will close the season on Sunday in New York City. Brooks Kepka leads the Masters through a round and a half. Second round will resume tomorrow morning. He's got three-shot lead over John Rahm. And Sam Bennett, an amateur, is in third for back. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brad Huber, I haven't chatted you up a little bit. We're trying to reach Mr. Brady Ware. Uh, the, the the sound from WICR was fantastic. What, what, what an accomplishment, for heaven's sakes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, to have something like that, the first time it's ever happened in baseball uh, where a player has no hitter and it hits for the cycle uh, ever to happen in baseball, to happen here in Indianapolis, not in minor league baseball, but in Division Two college baseball, that's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, you know, age of specialization, you know, how many two-way players are there? Uh, not many and, anymore. And, and that's the whole idea. And not to mention the fact that getting a cycle, hitting for the cycle, um, pretty rare to begin with. At the same time, you throw a no-hitter. I mean, <laughs> if, if nothing else, he probably drove the team bus for heavens. He did everything else for heavens sakes. And say, if I were him, I would go buy a lottery ticket tonight because he'd probably win that later (laughs) tonight, too, or tomorrow. I could not not agree more. I I really couldn't. So, uh, Brad, thank you. We're trying to reach uh, Brady Ware right now. We were, you know, you know how it is. I tried to try to. Brady Ware joins me. Brady, Bob Lovell here. Hey, congratulations on this record-setting day for you and the uh, UND Greyhounds. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. I, my good, how has it sunk in yet that you are the only person in baseball history to do this? I mean, I think it took me a little bit, but it's finally starting to set in a little bit. It's been a pretty wild last couple of hours, but I'm having a blast. You think? <laughs> well, no, number one, you guys won. That's the big thing. It's a conference matchup with Drury, so let's start there. And secondly, uh, we, you know how. It's not often that someone pitches and goes ahead and hits. That's uncommon, is it not? I mean, um, that that to me is the most one of the most remarkable points of this whole story. Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely love doing both, but I know when it's my turn on the mound, uh, that's what I really got to focus on. So that was kind of my thought today: just go in and give the team a good chance to win. And obviously, I was able to do that. 
All right, so take me through the, the no. Let's start with the no hitter. And so you, you know, you, you you have obviously pretty good stuff today. You think you had great stuff, or or uh, how would you describe your ability to command the ball today? I mean, I just went in there trying to throw strikes, like I said, and the stuff kind of takes care of itself. I just tried to go in there and trust myself, and I guess I had everything working today. It sounds to me like you did. All right, so. Okay, first time at the plate, what'd you do? Uh, first time I hit a home run. <laughs> that got that that got that off your back. What kind of pitch? Uh, it was a fastball, I believe. Yeah, fastball. But it, it was going foul. The umpire ended up calling it foul, but they ended up reversing the call. So that was a, a weight off my shoulders. No kidding. All right, so uh, gives you a lead, or you, you're up at that particular point, right? So next time up, what do you, what do you get? What part of the cycle do you get on that second appearance? The second time I got the triple, and that's definitely the hardest one for me, not being the uh, the fleetest of foot. <laughs> where where where'd you hit it? You you gap it uh, uh, left center, right center. Yeah, right center gap. Got lucky. The outfielders went out and dove for it, so. Ended up getting to third. Doesn't doesn't matter. So, do we get a single on that third trip? Second or third trip was a double, and then the single. So you were you get, you went in reverse. So you homer, triple, double, and single. So what what yep. was what was the pitch? Where did where did the single go? Single went into right field. I think it was a changeup down, and I just tried to keep put a good swing on it, and it ended up squeaking through the hole. <laughs> All right, you're a California boy. How'd you end up in Indianapolis? Oh man, that's a that's a story upon itself. But uh, came out here for my last year after a tough situation in my last school, and ended up getting an opportunity. So it's been exciting to come out to Indiana. Not where I thought I'd be, but you're, I'm excited. You are now an official Hoosier. I've just bestowed that yeah. honor on you. I would think after doing what you did, uh, you you can clearly be one of us for heaven's sakes. So now, what do you do? What's what do you do for an encore? Who's up next for the uh, Hounds? Oh, I don't even know who we got next weekend, but we got another game tomorrow against Drury, so we got to go out and and get the sweep, and then we'll worry about next weekend. Well, uh, did you call your mom and dad? Oh yeah, I called my mom, and and she was very excited. He was watching the whole thing. So, love my mom. Thank her for supporting me. <laughs> i tell you what. This is a fantastic, seriously, a fantastic story. Now, I've done this show 29 years, and I've interviewed a whole lot of people. I don't recall re-interviewing someone who has accomplished what you did today. So, congratulations. That's fantastic. Uh, I hope you and your teammates and coaches were able to celebrate this momentous day. Yep, it's it's been a blast, and thank you so much for having me on. Brady Ware from the University of Indianapolis hits for the cycle, throws a no-hitter, UND beating uh, Drury on the road today. Brady, thank you so much for the time. Best of luck and continued success to you and the Hounds. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thank you very much. Jeremiah Johnson tries to follow this. Jeremiah, are you with me? Uh I enjoyed listening to that interview. I feel like I'm not yeah. even worthy of being on the show after that young man. Brother, 
I hate to put you on a spot for heaven's sakes, but man, oh man, you know, I, I got a text. This is how this goes. You know how this is. Scotty, Scott, no, uh, Greg Rakestraw sends me a text. He says, hey, um, this kid at UND uh, throws, to this, throws a no-hitter, hits for the cycle. No one's ever done it. Would you like to have him on the show? And listen, um, even at my advanced age, I can still make decisions. I said, yeah. So we, you know, we get him. And uh, then you find out that he's the only one to ever do it. I mean, whatever level, he's the only one to ever do it. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's you can't make this up for heaven's sakes. And he was, well, fa- was he was fan. You heard it. He was fantastic. Yeah, you can tell, calm, cool, and uh, collected in that interview. No wonder he had no nerves when he was trying to finish off that no hitter on the mound. And I actually saw it during the Pacer game tonight. I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw. I think the UND uh, baseball Twitter account uh, tweeted at the Angels. Was blowing up. Said, yeah. said, yeah. said, hey, Shohei Otani, you're up next. Can you do this? <laughs> no kid, I love it. I, I, I love that. <laughs> All right, let's talk basketball. What's happening with my guys? Uh, tough luck tonight? Uh, it was, but I guess uh, it felt like on the broadcast, even in the building, when you know you're not going to be in the playoffs or the play-in tournament, you can kind of – uh, spend an additional time showing appreciation to the fans and kind of looking back a little bit at the season that was wrapping up the home schedule with a 20 and 21 record. And I know that would have probably liked to have been over 500, but it definitely just has a different vibe and feel to the team this season with what they've been able to accomplish and really laying the groundwork for the future. So not a win, but I don't know that necessarily uh, wins or losses are, ne- are the biggest issue right now. You want to keep everybody healthy and uh, launch into the off-season workout so you can make some additional improvements. Yeah, but I think everybody recognizes that there's something going on, something really, really positive, uh, and that uh, can excite people because it already has. And so uh, you're exactly right. Why jeopardize that? But, um, you know, a tough loss, uh, tough loss. But, you know, they've done a lot of good things. Now, um, it's they lose 122-115. Uh, to the Pistons. Give me the bright spots in tonight's matchup. Well, Buddy Heald had another game with at least five three-pointers. I think he had 22 wow. points, and uh, he all also passed his career high for three-pointers made in the season with 283. And if he plays on Sunday, he'll have played 80 of 82. So I do think it's worth praising Buddy Heald. He only missed two games due to illness, and it'll be the fifth season out of seven that he's played 80 or more games, and the only two that he didn't, no one played 80 because it was a COVID-shortened season. So right, he's been right. really durable, and he's had his best three-point shooting season, and I think that uh, it's important to him to play. And he's been a veteran leader, and he's also been someone who's lightened the mood around the team. So I've really enjoyed this full season of Buddy Heald, and he was the leading scorer for the Pacers tonight. All right, we got the 30 seconds here. So if, can you hang on? We'll talk more about the Pacers. Is that okay? Hey, I, this isn't my first rodeo. I knew the 1045 break was coming, so I tried to wrap it up, and I had a feeling I had, no, had to leave no. some left in the tank no. for after the break. What a pro. You and Buddy Heald, <laughs> a couple of pros. <laughs> All right, Jeremiah, we'll come back after the scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. And we chronicled the Brady Ware. 
history-making night for you, Indy, today. Let's talk about some other college baseball across the state of Indiana, NAIA level. St. Ambrose beat Calumet College of St. Joseph's 15-4. Indiana University Kokomo split a doubleheader with West Virginia Institute of Technology, winning game one, 5-0, losing game two, 8-6. Trinity Christian College beat IU South Bend 4-2 today. Indiana Tech split with Aquinas, Michigan, 4-3 in game one. Aquinas winning 8-1 in game two. Midway University beat Oakland City 12-1 also earlier today. Bluffton beat Earlham 7-6. Rose Holman defeated Hanover 13-7. Manchester swept Defiance in the doubleheader today 2-0 and 10-5. Wayne State swept Purdue Northwest in the doubleheader today 9-4 and 22-6. Division I college baseball just finishing up. Southern Indiana, the Screaming Eagles got the win over Southeast Missouri State 9-6. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish win at Pittsburgh 11-2. The Indiana State Sycamores winners over Illinois State 2-0. Xavier got the best of Butler today 4-2. Oakland beating Purdue-Fort Wayne 7-2. Valpo defeating in-state rival Evansville 6-1. Ball State split a doubleheader with La Citadel winning 9-8 in Game 1, losing 4-0 in Game 2. The Boilermakers of Purdue beat Minnesota 3-0 and Iowa Got the best of Indiana today, 7-1. to one. The Indians winners over the Louisville Bats, 5-3. to three. South Bend Cubs winning in 10 innings over the Quad Cities River Bandits, 5-2 to two in 10 innings. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Jeremiah Johnson rejoins me from the Indiana Pacers. Pacers lose to uh, Detroit tonight. So we've got Sunday. We wrap it up. Is that is that where we are in the season? It's wrapping yeah, up game, home Sunday? Game. No, it's actually at Madison Square Garden. So oh, we'll be MSG, flying tomorrow. Yeah. We'll be flying to, tomorrow to New York City. It's an afternoon game. All 30 NBA teams, 15 games played on Sunday afternoon. And like I said, the, the Knicks already have their spot solidified. They're the five seed in the Eastern Conference. Pacers are on the outside um, at this point, but uh, it'll be, uh, I'm sure it'll be fan appreciation night in New York, and the Pacers will just try to stay healthy and, and have one last game and then launch their offseason program after a little bit of a break after Sunday's game. We've talked about it before, but there there is reason, lots of reasons to be uh, optimistic and excited about this basketball team. And quite frankly, uh, I think a lot of people can't wait for them to get back and, and start the next year because I think there's that much enthusiasm for what they've accomplished. Even though they're not in the playoffs, you can see uh, an attitude, an effort, a skill level that would excite you about this team. Yeah, I go back to uh... – what we heard and what we saw in September and October and the uncertainty uh, of what this season might be. And you knew they were going to have some growing pains, but to start the first half 23 and 18 and to see Tyree Mm -hmm. Saliburton go into the all-star game and then to see a couple of rookies in Benedict Matherin and Andrew Nemhard really play above what anyone I think thought they would do in their rookie season. And then, oh yeah, Miles Turner had career numbers in points, rebounds, his three-point percentage was near career highs. Um, he, he basically took another step forward in year eight, and you don't see that a lot in the NBA. So he, he did some things this season that I'm not sure people had seen or, or even thought was possible, and part of it was he was the lone five. He got the chance to play his natural position, and he fit in well with Tyrese Halliburton. And I've heard Rick Carlisle 
over the last couple of weeks referred to Tyrese Halliburton and Miles Turner as cornerstone players for this team. And so you're, you're going to have them healthy going into the offseason, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're going to try to build, build around them. And with the young players, um, and then you've got some exciting um, players coming off the bench. The Pacers have been about number one in the NBA in bench scoring almost all season. Now you could look at that and say, well, your starting scoring isn't as good, but they've got a lot of different guys that they can evaluate and try to decide who's who's going to be part of this 10-man rotation because you're going to have a good draft pick, you're going to have two additional first-round picks, and you'll have a lot of cap space. So there's a lot of options for the front office. I would say this is probably the most important offseason for the Pacers in quite some time. That's high praise from a guy who knows what he's talking about, Jeremiah Johnson from the Pacers. <coughs> Excuse me. Pacers lose tonight to Detroit in New York, taking on the Knicks tomorrow. Jeremiah, thank you so much for all you do for Indiana Sports Talk and for me. I appreciate it. I know uh, we catch you late at night, uh, and your willingness to join us means more than you can ever understand. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy New York. Thanks uh, so much for all you do. Have a great off season, and I'll try to track you down. I appreciate you having me on, and I, like I said, it means a lot just to be invited to be on this legendary show. And I did want to say, for anyone listening, I know you've got fans all over the state of Indiana. The fan support uh, this season has been phenomenal. It was fan appreciation night, and the crowds, even though the Pacers the last couple of weeks, you knew they wouldn't be in the postseason. The crowds were really large. They were loud and supportive, and I think they're all excited about next season, and I'm excited as well. As well you should be. Jeremiah, thank you again. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Bob. Coming up, top of the hour scoreboard update with Brad Huber. We got much more to go. We got we're gonna talk more, but we're gonna keep talking about Brady Ware. Are you kidding me? The cycle and a no-hitter? Yikes. Plus, we're gonna continue to talk some football. It's all coming up in the next hour on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Minor League Baseball tonight. Indianapolis Indians 5-3 to three winners over Louisville. Hall of Fame broadcaster, the legendary voice of the Indians, Howard Kelman, joins me. Howard, thanks for the call. Very good win for the Indians tonight. Oh, it certainly was, Bob, and the Indians hung on, and as you said, won the game 5-3. to three. They jumped off to an early 3 nothing lead. Here's the big stat. The Indians lost their first four games of the season and committed two errors in each of those four losses. Yikes. Now they have won three straight games. They're 3-4, and four, and in those three straight wins, they have played errorless baseball. Seems pretty obvious to those of us who know baseball, but uh, easier said than done. But that's good news. Know we're making mistakes. These things got uh, solved. Uh, this is an impressive start. Uh, it's a young group, but uh, reasons for optimism, right? Oh, without a doubt, there are a lot of prospects here, one of whom will pitch tomorrow, and Mike Burroughs, who pitched in the Futures game a year ago. Here's something noteworthy. There was an article today that came out, and there are 120 minor league teams, and of those 120 teams, the feeling was the Indianapolis Indians had the seventh most prospects. In terms of prospects, they had the seventh mm-hmm. most. So they were number seven out of 120, which is incredible. 
That's incredible. And, uh, you know, if you can't be optimistic about that, I'm not sure uh, you might want to check your pulse for heaven's sakes. So they're in, in, in Louisville tomorrow. How long is this trip in Louisville? Tomorrow and Sunday, both 1 o'clock games. Then it's back to Victory Field for a big homestand beginning Tuesday against St. Paul. Remember, Bob, every Tuesday at Victory Field, the dollar menu in effect, hot dogs, peanuts, popcorn, Cracker Jack, all for $1. Is your book for a dollar or, or that's you, the people have to still pay full price for your book? Well, we just give it to them for 10 bucks. that's all. Yeah, it's a bargain. 61 humorous and inspiring lessons I learned from baseball by the man himself, Howard Kelman. Howard, thanks for fitting us in. I appreciate you doing it. I'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow night after another Indians win. Howard, thanks again. Have a great night. Bob, as always, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, coming up, here's our plan in the next hour. Brendan King. The man, we're on baseball right now. Minor league baseball, Cubs, South Bend Cubs, uh, beat Quad Cities. We'll talk about that. Also, in the next hour, we're going to talk a little high school basketball. Kip Wessner from Hoosier Basketball Magazine will join me. We'll talk a little all star uh, uh, team makeup composition that's been released. Uh, catch up on, you know, you always talk about bas- we always talk about basketball on this show. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. So that's coming up in the, in the next hour. Uh, and we're glad you're with us. This time of year is a fun time. We're glad you took the time to join us. Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up with Brad Huber. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.